The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, Still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. (coughs) The Catholic Church is awesome. Now, I admittedly am quite biased in this as a Catholic priest. But it is remarkable what Jesus gives to the church today in the gospel. It's remarkable because as a priest, just this last week, I went to the hospice to visit a dying person. And I am absolutely assured that this person, if in any way, shape, or form, she desires God, will be with God forever in heaven because of the sacraments, because of the power of the sacraments to loose the sins, the weight of that burden so that she might be forever with God in heaven. And just earlier today, I had the distinct privilege, it's always a privilege and a true blessing, to baptize a young child. And I am absolutely assured that should that young boy live forever in the grace of God and turn to him in all of his difficulties and struggles, that he too will be with God forever in heaven. I recognize that it's possible that they can say no, but I live so much in the glory and the power and the wonder that is the authority of the Catholic Church given to it by Christ Jesus in the person of the Apostle Peter. And it is wonderful, and it should enlighten each and every one of us to know that at any point in my life, I can go to confession and confess all of my sins, the sins that are weighing down on me, to turn to God, to desire to change, to be given the words of absolution, and to be freed from the burden of those sins. I can be assured that every time I come to Mass, the priest, through the Holy Spirit, raining down on the bread and wine, that that becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. It is not my work as a priest, it is Jesus Christ working through my priestly ministry. 
And it is such a wonderful and powerful thing. Even when I was a knuckleheaded teenager and college student, to be able to go to confession, to go to Mass, had such power. And I hope it does for each and every one of you. But oftentimes in our life, we can either take it for granted or we can use it as like an unwieldy stick. We can use it with unyielding authority and power. We can say, oh, because I have the Catholic Church, I can do whatever I want, and then on my deathbed, I'll just go to confession. Or we can, on the other hand, just take it for granted and come to Mass and go through the motions, or go to confession every couple of years or whenever we feel like we need to. And so the challenge for each and every one of us is laid before us today by Jesus. Before he gives Peter the responsibility, before he gives the church the authority, he first of all asks them a simple question. Who do you say that I am? And he says it to each and every one of us today. Who do you say that I am? This is a return to first principles, a return to the basics. And in the world right now, there's a lot of terrible stuff going on. You turn on the TV, there's a terrible hurricane hitting southern Texas. And we pray for each and every one of those people. And we pray for all those who are in the storm's path. But not only the natural disasters, we see the human disasters. We see the political, we see the religious uh, disasters. We see all of these things that are conflictual, that are terrible, that are difficult. And we don't know how to answer those questions. And to each of us, I say today, who do you say that I am? Because I can't solve the problem of racism or bigotry or hatred. I can't solve that problem, but Jesus Christ can. And if I turn to him and if I recognize him as Lord in my life, if I recognize him as God, if I turn to him more and more and more in simple and subtle ways, then my response, I can be assured, is more and more his response. And if more of us are doing that, the world changes more and more. This return to first principles, oftentimes we think of the term first principles in its philosophical context, and it is true. Aristotle, writing about this, talks about how a small mistake in the beginning leads to a big mistake in the end, but it's true for us on an emotional, a spiritual, and a theological level as well. Throughout the history of the church, the church has always tried to return to these first principles. Why is it that we do anything? If we can't figure out that and answer it simply, something is amiss. In the early church, yes, they spent a lot of time arguing, debating, trying to figure out who is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It took them centuries to figure that out. And then in the Middle Ages, St. Thomas Aquinas particularly was looking at what does it mean to act as a human being, as a Christian? What does it mean to do these simple things in its most basic sense? How am I to act as a Christian? And perhaps they presume too much. They assume that everyone who was looking at God and everyone who was trying to act like a Christian recognized Jesus as the Son of the living God, as St. Peter did. But maybe the question in our time today is this fundamental question. Who do you say that I am? Can you honestly ask yourself, Is Jesus Lord and Savior? Is Jesus living in my heart? Is Jesus my best friend? 
the one person I always turn to, first and foremost, the person who I know will always love me and walk with me, who do you say that I am? The beautiful thing of our faith is that if we answer it correctly, even if we answer it timidly, as maybe Peter did today in the Gospel, we are assured that Jesus will give us exactly what we need. That Peter had the audacity to stand up and say what he knew to be true, and it changed the world forever. So to each and every one of us today, I ask, who do you say that Jesus is?